Welcome to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get help and guidance through the chaos of parenting a child with anxiety or OCD. This show is for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the guidance of a qualified professional. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I just got back actually from Denmark, and the jet lag is kicking my butt more than ever before. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it's I'm a couple of days home, and I'm still really tired, but not too tired to talk to you and dive into a new topic that I haven't covered before. So today I want to talk to you about the difference between a gut instinct or intuition versus anxiety or OCD, because they can kind of show up in similar ways. And, you know, I have like this jet lag fog. So I went into the AT parenting community and I asked the members for topic ideas for my podcast, my YouTube channel. And one of them was this topic of how do I help my child differentiate a teenager, almost a young adult, but how do I help them differentiate between their gut instinct and intuition versus anxiety or OCD or magical thinking? I thought, what a great topic, because as parents in general, we do want to teach our kids to trust their gut, you know, follow their intuition. But what do you do when anxiety and OCD can mimic those things? And so it's it's not an easy thing to differentiate, but it's a great thing to dive into and to discuss because there are some things that are different depending on whether it is your your child's anxiety or OCD or whether it is their gut instinct. And there's ways that we can kind of teach them how to flesh that out. But before I get started, I want to thank NoCD for sponsoring this episode. They offer affordable, effective, convenient therapy. They're available in the U.S. and outside the U.S., and you can schedule your free 15-minute consultation to see if NoCD is a right fit for you and your child. Just go to treatmyocd.com. That's treatmyocd.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Okay, let's talk about the differences. And let's just talk about things in general first, because there's no very simplistic way to differentiate between a gut instinct or intuition and anxiety or OCD, but they do show up in different ways. And so I first want to differentiate a gut instinct from intuition, which might be splitting hairs a little bit, but I do want to talk about the difference. In my mind, this is just my own definition, so you might have yours and that's okay. We can be different. But I feel like a gut instinct is more of like, I have a feeling, uh, like a physical visceral feeling about something and something not right or someone's off or something doesn't feel you know, the way that it's showing me. And that's a gut instinct. There's a a physical feeling. I feel like that goes with the gut instinct. Intuition and where you think intuition comes from, that's a whole nother conversation, which isn't for this podcast, but intuition in, in itself is just having a knowing, right? I just have this weird intuition that something's gonna go wrong, or I have this intuition that I shouldn't make that choice. And so they are a bit different because I feel like a gut instinct is a little bit easier to differentiate between anxiety and OCD. And I'll tell you why as we go versus intuition, which is just this knowing, right? And some people just have this intuition. I get intuition all the time. I had intuition that my husband was going to die. I had intuition that my mom was going to die. I also have gut feelings and we all do, 
but it's whether you're tuned into them or not. And so it can be a very cool superpower, you know, to have, to be able to be really in tune with your intuition or to be really in tune with your gut instinct. But when you have anxiety and OCD, it can jam up all those things because it can use things against you. So it can use your belief and your faith and your religion. OCD can take that and and hijack it and make it its own. It can take things that you love or things that you're passionate about, and it can make that an OCD theme. You can have anxiety about things that you love because maybe you like to research things and then you get all this information and then you have anxiety about it. And so it's hard because anxiety or OCD can take the things that are helpful to us or that we're actually good at or that uplift us and can turn it into its own issue, which is unfortunate and annoying. So let's break down gut instinct first, because that one's a little bit easier. So when we have a gut instinct, often it is because we are receiving so much data and input through our senses that is not hitting our conscious awareness. And so our body is getting all of this information from the scene around us and only a small, small, small fraction is on a conscious level. And so a lot of times with a gut instinct, our brain is registering things that it's picked up in the environment that we are not conscious of. And so when we have a gut instinct, it's often out of the blue. And so it's not something we are ruminating about. It's not something that we're worrying about. It's just all of a sudden it catches us off guard. That's different than anxiety or OCD. Anxiety and they're different. Anxiety and OCD in, in and of themselves are different. And so I'm going to have to kind of go a little bit deeper and talk about each one individually. But when I have anxiety, I have what if thoughts. And so a lot of times I'm fantasizing about worst case scenario. And I get this because I have anxiety and this is how my brain works, but I'm also very intuitive. And I also have a very strong relationship with my gut instinct. And I can decipher most of the time, not always, because it's not going to be 100%. Sometimes I am wrong, but I have a pretty good handle on the difference most of the time of when it's my gut instinct versus my anxiety. Because my anxiety starts to rev up before I get that feeling in my stomach. And so I might have thoughts, and I'm going to give you an actual example because I think it's good to have concrete examples. But if I was walking down a dark street, I would start to have thoughts that would say, oh, it's really dark. You know, I wonder if it's safe. What time is it? Is it normal for me to be, you know, is it safe for me to be walking down this dark street? No, I'm by myself. Maybe I shouldn't have walked down by myself. And now I'm starting to get a feeling of unsafeness that I could misconstrue as a gut instinct now that I'm not safe. But really what was coming before all that were these thoughts, these what if thoughts you know, what if I get attacked? It's really dark here. And even if they're not direct, what if thoughts of like, what if I get attacked? They are little whispers for my anxiety to say, "Hmm," because my anxiety is smart. It's not going to go for the kill and be like, you're going to be attacked. It'll just be like, Hey, Hey, I'm just your buddy here. Just trying to keep you safe. It's really dark. I mean, this street is really dark and you know what? It's kind of late and you're walking by yourself. I don't know if this is safe. Right. It starts off subtle for a lot of us with anxiety. It doesn't go for the big bang, especially if you've been working on your anxiety for a long time. It knows to approach you sideways. And so 
if at that moment I'm starting to get a feeling like I should get off this street, it's not safe, that's more likely my anxiety than my gut instinct. Now, it can present facts to me. And so it doesn't mean that my thoughts or my worries don't have some credence. And so that gets a little tricky too, because maybe it's making me aware of like, yeah, I am on a dark street. And, but the feeling I'm going to be getting is a combination of my anxiety and maybe some filtering of, it, is this safe? Should I get off this street? That was probably a bad example because I'm using like an example where like maybe you shouldn't be walking on that dark street. But for me, a lot of times it might be something that is safe, but my anxiety is perceiving as unsafe. Or it might tell me, you know, I think everybody's staring at you. You're at this, you know, this social thing and, you know, you didn't really dress up and your hair is kind of a mess and look at everybody else. They're looking pretty good. And, and so then I might start to have these thoughts and then my gut instinct might be like, nobody's liking me at this party. Well, that's not a gut instinct. That's my social anxiety because it revved up. It started to whisper to me beforehand. So a gut instinct doesn't normally whisper to you. It knocks you off your feet and it blindsides you. It's something that surprises you. It comes out of nowhere. That's a gut instinct often. I mean, obviously I can't speak in absolutes. So don't email me and be like, that's not how my gut instinct works. I'm just We're having a philosophical conversation for this episode, so stick with me. But I'll give you an example of, and I had I've talked about this once in one episode. I don't remember why we were talking about this, but one time I was driving down the street. This was a really long time ago, and there was a street that wasn't fully. It's a new subdivision, and that street wasn't developed yet. And so I'm driving towards my street, and there was a guy who was like flagging me down. And, you know, I live in suburbia. It's relatively safe. And, but I am in Phoenix, which is a major city. And, you know, five miles down, it's not as safe. So it's not like super, super safe. But this guy was flagging me down in like a subdivision. And I stopped and I have my kids in the car. And it's just my natural inclination to be friendly and to be helpful. And so I pulled my window down and he was on the passenger side. And he said, Oh, can you help me? My car broke down and I just need a jump. And it was the middle of the day. And he didn't look, he looked like a normal guy, if we want to be judgmental. He just, there was no red flags. But all of a sudden, my gut instinct was like, get out of here. Stop talking to him. You need to get out of here. And I don't want to be rude, but it was so loud and overwhelming that I just felt. Like I had to be rude and get out of there. And so I said to him, no, sorry, I can't. Like I'll call, I'll call for help or I'll, you know, I'll, I'll send my husband back. Like I said something really quick and he was still talking to me and I, I, I drove off. And then as I was turning the corner, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so rude of me. Like, and then sometimes when you have anxiety or OCD, then you kind of, you can have the reverse problem where I thought like, man, my anxiety's out of control. I don't trust anybody. But then when I started to think about it and and my brain started to slow down, I realized some of the things that I had seen that really didn't hit my conscious level of awareness. And so when I played back the scene, I realized that I had seen the car that was broken down, but it was parked in the wrong direction. And so it was a dead end. It's a gravel road. It was a dead end. And the car was not parked like they accidentally drove down there, it was parked in the wrong way. And that just was odd. It, it, it looked odd. 
And then I remember that I'd saw another pair of feet by the car and I couldn't see, but I saw another pair, like another man's feet there. And there were just some red flags there that were concerning. It didn't make any sense that their car broke down. None of it made sense. And so when I went back and I told my husband, you know, who was in law enforcement, he was like, that sounds really shady, you know, and I'm like, you need to go out and help them (laughs) because I was still stuck on how rude I had been. But now when I look back at that whole scene, it was really weird. And so my gut instinct was probably correct and it overwhelmed me. And it was, it was picking up things in the scene that my brain wasn't processing at the time. So that is one way that we can kind of, you know, help our kids understand things. It's a gut instinct is you just feel it in your body and you don't know why. Um, but it does help later to go over when you have intuition or a gut instinct, it is helpful to go over it afterwards and be like, what was it that I saw or felt or observed? Maybe not on a conscious level that gave me that gut instinct. And so I was able to, after the fact, like see all the red flags that kind of made my body feel alarmed, even though my brain wasn't processing it. Intuition is trickier because intuition is just more of like a knowing. And so you may not be seeing anything in your environment. You may not be picking up on anything. It just might be, don't go down that road or you should take the long way home. And then OCD can really take advantage of that because you can get into a lot of magical thinking, but it is different. And we'll talk about that. So, but I want to go a little bit further into the gut instinct stuff. So it comes out of the blue most of the time. It's a visceral feeling, right? Your stomach feels weird or your legs feel weird, or you're starting to get chills or you can get, you know, goosebumps. Like you feel like something's off (laughs) one time. This is just another weird story. And I feel like I did share these stories in one episode when I was talking about something related to gut instinct, maybe one of my first ever podcasts, but because I hate to tell you the same story if you listen to all my stuff, but it was a long time ago. I was in New York City like forever ago. I don't want to tell you how many years ago, probably decades and decades ago, because I'm old. And I walked into the store and everybody was like quiet. Like I walked in and I could instantly feel the energy of the place was off. And I didn't know why. And again, when we talk about gut instinct is you're picking up on what's normal in your environment. You're picking up on, you get so much data and input and only a very small percentage is being registered. And so I didn't know why it felt off, but the minute I walked in, it was the gap. I walked into the gap in New York city and it fell off. And so I instantly started to look around because I knew something was not normal. And I couldn't tell why I didn't know that something wasn't normal. I just knew something was not right. The minute I walked in, People weren't acting normal. I didn't know what that meant, but my body picked up on it. And then I was looking around because I thought maybe they're being held up or maybe like there's a crime going on. It was like weird like that. And then I look at the register because that's the first place I look because I thought maybe they're being held up. I see Julia Roberts standing at the cash register and everyone's just trying to not stare at her, but they're not talking and they're kind of looking in her direction. And that was what I was feeling. I was feeling this weird kind of quietness in the store and everybody looking in one direction. I couldn't verbalize or identify what that was until after the fact. Once I saw her, I realized, oh, that was what the weird vibe was. Cool to see her. But a gut instinct doesn't have to be good or bad. It's just you can sense that something is off or not, not the way it normally is. And so 
but it could be anything, right? You can have a gut instinct about anything that your body doesn't feel quite right or something, a situation doesn't feel quite right. Or I'm probably being very limited about what a gut instinct can be because I have jet lag and I'm tired, but you get my point. So it can come out of the blue. You can feel it, but it's a, it's a physical feeling and it's based on facts. And so with the gut instinct, even when it's a feeling, right? Like I walked in there and I felt off. It was based on facts. It was based on the fact that everybody was, now I can look back and I can say what was off about that. I couldn't have verbalized it at the time because I didn't know, but everybody was quiet. There wasn't an, a, like a lot, a lot of noise in the store. Everybody was staring in one particular direction. And those were the things that were real things based on facts that gave me that gut instinct. And that's different than anxiety or OCD, where OCD will randomly give you an intrusive thought or feeling that might say, you know, I think that you should knock on the door twice just to make sure that your mom stays alive. Or my anxiety would build up. It would be like, there would be a whisper before then about why something is off. And so that's a subtle difference, but it's a big difference that it is based on facts. It's picking up on something. When I stopped for that guy, I was getting a lot of information, but I wasn't processing it all. And so I processed I didn't process that the car was in the wrong direction, that the story didn't make sense based on the car's position. There was also, I'm going to tell you all my weird stories, but one time, a long time ago as well, my neighbor wound up killing his girlfriend. Uh, and we wound up actually being, you know, I was in the murder trials, so like weird. But when I left to go to work that day, the person's car was not parked next to me like it normally was. And I noticed it parked in the forest and turned around in a weird way that people wouldn't park in that way, you know, like with its um, head coming out, you know, and so the car was parked backwards and there was just this unconscious awareness of that was weird. Why is his car parked there? But it was barely on my register until, you know, I got a call from the detective and, and all the things unfolded that I realized that was so weird. I don't know why his car was there. It was there. I mean, we won't go into that whole story, but there was a reason why it was there. And I noted it, but not on a very conscious level until it was brought to my awareness. It felt off. It felt weird, but I didn't know why at the time. So it's based on facts. Another thing is that initially there's not a fear response associated with a gut instinct or to it intuition. And so it just comes upon you and you can have a reaction of fear after the fact, right? You might have a feeling of unsettledness and then it starts to make you feel fearful and then you don't know why. And you're trying to understand why is my heart beating really fast? Why am I starting to feel clammy? But it happens after you get that, that factual information versus anxiety or OCD, you can feel really anxious and then the thought or the gut instinct comes in which is not the gut instinct, right? So if I'm walking down the street and I'm fine and I'm happy and all of a sudden my my anxiety whispers to me, it's really dark in here, you know, and you could be attacked, no one's going to see you. All of a sudden I might start to feel nauseous or I might start to feel really shaky, but the thoughts were there beforehand and it's not based on any facts. It's just based on maybe the environment but there was nothing else in that environment that brought it to another level. And so maybe someone else walking next to me wouldn't think that that's scary at all because they're like, I'm from the city. We walk in the 
you know, in the dark all the time. This isn't really that late of a time. I come down the street all the time. It's fine. Where if I'm already anxious about my safety and I'm already like hyper alert, and then my anxiety starts to highlight the things that make me anxious, I'm not picking up on anything else in my environment versus a gut instinct where maybe I'd be like, oh no, there was someone following us, or I thought I heard footsteps following us. Then there was a guy that went into his car, but then he came back out, like picking up on actual facts. So that is a good way to differentiate is that you are getting some facts. Even if it's after the the feeling of gut instinct, you can go back and you can see why you started to have those things. And so it's a learning curve for our kids that we can have these discussions. And depending on your child's anxiety or OCD theme, I don't know how in-depth I would go or connect these two unless they are really struggling. Like I teach my kids to trust their gut instinct and we talk about it in a way that is unrelated to their anxiety or OCD because they haven't smushed it together and said, mom, I'm really confused. I don't know when it's my gut and when it's anxiety or OCD. And I'm not going to like smush that together for them. And so for those of you that most of you probably don't have kids or teens who are wondering like which one is which, the parent that suggested this topic is having that, but in some, maybe some of you are as well, but it's probably not that common for people to be a little concerned. But I do feel like as a parent, it is helpful for us to teach our kids how to fine tune their gut instinct and to trust their intuition. And when we have kids with anxiety or CD, it can muddy the waters. And so like I'll teach my kids, I'll say, you know, if you have a bad feeling about a person or they're making you uncomfortable and you don't know why, trust that, trust that feeling. Because I'd rather you err on the side of consciousness and maybe being overreactive. But if you're getting a weird vibe from someone, if you go to, you know, to someone's house, your friend's house and their dad or their uncle is there or like someone, someone's there and they're making you feel uncomfortable and you don't know why, I want you to trust that gut instinct. And then you can review things. Like I wonder what it was that made you uncomfortable because we do get a lot more insight after the fact than we do during. And when it comes to intuition, if your intuition is always wrong and it's always related to your anxiety or OCD theme, then you can start to realize when you can trust it and when you can't. Not 100% because it's not 100%. But if I always think it's my intuition and I always go the long way and I always think that I'm dodging a bullet, if that becomes an OCD theme and nothing really ever shows that that intuition was correct then I'm going to start thinking maybe that's my OCD. And I'm going to talk about that after the break as far as a little bit more on how we can tell the difference between intuition and OCD and also magical thinking and gut instinct and intuition. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's time we put help directly in our kids' hands. Introducing Crushing OCD Course for Kids and Teens. It was way more helpful than all the other therapy we've ever done because we didn't really know what to do. So we weren't really doing it before. So the course helped to figure out what the exposures are and how to do them. We're not in therapy and find it really hard um, to find an ERP trained therapist here. Um, So we're currently with like the public health service, but again, they don't seem to be trained in ERP. It's filled that gap that we don't have that was desperately needed. This was really well timed for us to use between therapists and to help us like start get off to a good start with this new practice. It was easy to use. Um, I was able to do it from my phone or also on the computer. 
there's different ages, you know, so there were younger kids, there were teenagers. And um, so that was really nice too, to have a variety of ages where it wasn't just geared towards younger kids or older kids. It was a nice variety. It's helpful for our kids to hear it from this like third party as opposed to just us saying it. I really like the offense and defense method. I love working on poking at OCD while it's sleeping. It makes it a little bit easier to do and it's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm planning on using it to work on my uh, fear of like holding or touching batteries and stuff like that. So it was really helpful and I think a lot of other kids would like it. I thought that I was like the only one who had worrying about the weather and stuff. And then there was somebody else on there who worried about the same thing, which was really helpful. Seems less scary to work on stuff now that I've watched this class and I'm more interested to work on it. I like trying to do more exposures still and going to, before I wasn't, I just didn't want to do them. I've worked on some of my bigger compulsions and been successful. I realized that it was helpful to do like the exposures before it was like really, really hard. It's still hard, but it's helpful to know that I need to do them. Before there would be a lot of battles about it. So it is definitely less loggerheads. Really, really good course and super helpful. Definitely would recommend this. It's really easy to follow. It's a nice bite-sized videos. I really like the worksheets that go along with it, and I think it's really helpful. To learn more about this course and register your child or teen, go to atparentingsurvivalschool.com. Welcome back. So we were talking before the break about distinguishing between intuition, magical thinking, and OCD. And that one is trickier because a gut instinct is a lot, to me, a lot more concrete. It's very physical. You can look back and see this the things that maybe caused that instinct to kind of ring its warning versus intuition. But when my intuition is always one of my anxiety or OCD themes, that is a red flag that it maybe is not intuition. When it is something I always worry about, right? So intuition and even gut instinct is not selective and it's not going to make me think about only my anxiety and OCD themes. But when it's OCD, I'm always going to have intuition that, like, let's say I have harm OCD. Well, my quote unquote intuition might say, you know, I should unplug all the the outlets just in case someone catches, the house catches on fire and, you know, I burn the, the house down with the pets in it while we're away. That's not intuition that that's a compulsion that I do all the time. Or if it's related to the theme that I'm worried about. And so if I'm always worried about harming people, and then I'm always having intuition that I should do this or this or this to make sure that you're safe, that's a compulsion and not intuition. So an intuition won't be theme specific. It, it would be, you know, I'm having this intuition that blah, blah, blah. And you can start to recognize, wow, you know, I had that intuition and then that, that actually happened. Or I did this and then, you know, it was a good thing I brought that because this happened. Now with magical thinking, and I hope I'm not all over the place, this is a really hard topic to talk about because it's it's very philosophical and you know, it's just like one of those philosophical conversations. It's not like I can teach you this because this is just like an opinion thing. So I hope you don't feel like I'm all over the place today. But with magical thinking and OCD, it will want you to do a compulsion to prevent something from happening. And so that is very different than 
a gut instinct or intuition because it's very specific. It might say something like, you need to knock three times before you leave the house in order to not throw up. Or you need to say to your parent, I love you. I love you so much before you go to bed. And if you don't say the so much part, they're going to die and you're never going to see them again. And that's not intuition. That's not how intuition works. It's not how a gut instinct works. It doesn't threaten you. There's not do this or else. And even with intuition, it's a whisper, not a compulsive demand. Intuition is often like, uh, you know, maybe go left instead of right. It's just this little nagging, little whisper. And you're kind of like, why? Like, it's not aligned with you a lot of times. You're kind of like, well, why do I want to do that? It's going to take me five minutes out of my way. I don't want to do that. So there's, it kind of comes out of the blue for no, for no reason where magical thinking is a demand. Do this or, you know, your parents are going to die or you're going to see throw up. And it's always related to your core theme of your OCD. And so uh, intuition's not, it can be about anything. And more often than not, if it is about your theme, it's more likely a compulsion than it is intuition. And so you can keep track. You can be like, you know, I have been thinking this is intuition or I'm doing things just in case. That's something I hear a lot. You know, my OCD told me to do this and I did it just in case, because what if it was right? That's not intuition. That's a compulsion. And the more you do those things, the bigger your OCD grows and the more things you have to do. And so an OCD compulsion will threaten you. It's a demand. It's a threat. And there's a there's some bite behind it. And an intuition is a whisper, a mystery. You're like, I don't know why I think that. A lot of times it can make you appreciate something, right? When I had the intuition that my husband was going to die, it made me appreciate him. I had that intuition since the moment I met him. He did as well, which I know is weird. And so we talked about death a lot. We talked about what I would do if he wasn't with me. I talked about how I hoped I died first because I don't want to deal with that. We talked about our plans, concrete plans. You know, I never took him for granted because I always knew that it was like a finite amount of time. That was just an intuition thing. Now, that can seem like an anxiety, you know, but I didn't have an anxiety theme around death or dying. I didn't have an anxiety theme around, you know, him dying. And it was more of a puzzle. Like, why am I thinking that? Why do I keep having that thought? And it was a knowing. It was like a fact. It was like, I just know that this is going to happen. And so that might sound weird to some of you, and I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, but that's different than when my anxiety says, you better cut that hot dog, you know, lengthwise and sideways because your kids are going to choke right? I know that that's not my intuition. I know that's my anxiety because that's my anxiety theme. And so even though I really, really want to cut their pieces smaller, or I want to not let them, that was when they were little. Now it's moved into, I freak out when they use the knife. And so when we're opening up packages and they're 11, 13, and 19, and I get worried about all of them. And so when they're opening up a package, I'll be like, oh, you know, cut it away from you. Never cut it towards your body you know, and you know, do you want me to do it? And I know I'm having a huge, strong feeling that they're going to get cut, but I know that's not my intuition. That's my fear because it's a theme of mine and I feel it every single time they cut and I want to go and do it for them because it makes me anxious. And so that's clearly in the anxiety category, even though it can show up in a similar way. Like I feel like they're going to, something bad's going to happen. I feel like they're going to get cut. And so it is hard to talk about this in a general way, 
But I think if you talk to your kids, especially if you have a child or a teenager who is having a hard time differentiating, use examples. These are really good examples to show you concretely, this is what intuition felt like for me. And then this is what my anxiety felt like. And you can have both. Most people have both. We all have intuition. Some of us just don't recognize it. We all have a gut instinct. We all can feel things. We just may not be listening to it or recognizing it. And so that that's an important thing to differentiate. So let me just look at my notes. I think that's pretty much the distinction. And I know it's it's a little gray, but I think the more you start to really understand your gut instinct and the more you start to understand your intuition, the less it will seem like your anxiety or OCD. Because really, they are very different. And even though I am terrified of my safety, <laughs> so this is a podcast about all my issues. I mean, my anxiety themes are safety, choking, cutting. I don't know. That's kind of a new one. Uh, and social anxiety. Those are like my four big ones that have kind of stuck around in adulthood. And so even though I'm worried about my safety and I often am super paranoid and over protective with myself and not as much my kids, but I'm, I always have a narration going in my head about how this is going to turn into like, you know, a true, true crime story (laughs) based on my life. And I mean, and my anxiety will give me like really very graphic details about what's happening. But even though that's how my brain works and that's how my anxiety works, when I got that weird gut feeling to leave that guy, I was not afraid. Um, It was a different feeling. I was not afraid. I was not having anxiety. It was just a very like loud message of get out of here, get out of there, you know, leave, be rude. You need to be rude. And afterwards I felt anxious because I was like, why was I like that? And then I felt like I need to work on my anxiety, but it felt different. And so even if you do have a theme, it can be helpful to show our kids the difference of how it would feel. Because normally the fear or the emotional component comes after that knowing or that visceral feeling of, I need to, I need to leave here right away. And I don't know why. And that's important to know because having a gut instinct and really tapping into it and having intuition is a beautiful thing. Even when it's sad, even when it tells you really sad things, I'm happy that I I can pick up on those things because then I, I can soak up what I have in front of me, or I can trust that internal voice And I know that it's separate from my anxiety and it's there to help me, not to hurt me. And that's important. I wanted to wrap up with a book recommendation, not necessarily for your kids or your teenagers, but one of my favorite books actually on this topic is The Gift of Fear by Gavin D. Becker. You might've seen him if you're as old as I am. I'm not that old. I'm 50. (laughs) But he was on Oprah a long, long time long time ago. And he wrote this book, The Gift of Fear. And I really like it because he talks about, he talks about your gut instinct and how to tap into it. And he talks about how to trust it. And he does talk about the difference between anxiety and the gift of fear. He's calling it the gift of fear, but it's really the gift of your gut instinct. And it's different than fear because you get that feeling and then you can become fearful that you have that feeling. You you don't know why you're fearful but it's all that information that comes first. And so definitely check out that book. It's definitely one of my favorites. And if you like this topic and you want to learn more about how to fine tune your gut instinct, he did, I think he wrote a second book. Let me look it up. He did write a second book. He wrote a second book called Protecting the Gift, 
keeping children and teenagers safe and parents sane. I read that one too. And that was a good one too. If you tend to be paranoid, like I am, it might be a little triggering because he talks a lot about different scenarios. And then, it, you know, for me with my whole like fear of, you know, safety already pretty solid, I will say that his books made me feel more paranoid for a while, but I did enjoy them because I did feel like there is something good about having a little bit of fear and like a little like radar that gives you that information that maybe is not conscious and that that can save your life. And so I'd rather be a little paranoid, not a hundred percent paranoid. I don't want my anxiety to, you know, to pull me back to the point where I'm not living my life, but I do want to be in tune with what I'm picking up. But the difference is that I'm looking for how I'm feeling. I look at, I'm looking for what I'm picking up in my environment. He also taught me to be much more aware of my environment. Him and my husband actually taught me that too, because of what my husband did for a living. But he made me very aware of taking in all that information and being alert is important. We don't want to make our kids paranoid though. So we have to be, we have to be careful and cautious about how we talk about these things with our kids. And you can talk about it in a fun, non-scary sort of way. You know, that like my Julia Roberts story is a great story because it's not a scary story, you know, but it's still, I got a gut, I got a gut feeling. And so use examples that maybe aren't as scary with my kids. And I guess it just depends on your kids. I do sometimes teach them things that I know will trigger their, their anxiety and their fear, but I rather them know and be aware. And if they're a little bit more paranoid, I'm okay with that because I want them to have that knowledge. And you just have to weigh like your child's mental health and where they're at and what they can handle. My kids don't really have my themes because I haven't carried, I, you know, I'm not, I think sometimes we can maybe give our kids, if they have anxiety or OCD already, you know, we can highlight our theme and then it can be their theme because they're already genetically predisposed to anxiety or OCD. But I'm very careful about not having my kids have my own social anxiety, you know, like we work on it together and we're empowered and we do scary things and we do hard things. But my fear stuff, I don't articulate my fears around safety, but I do teach them about being safe and being paying attention to their environment and watching people around them. And especially with sexual abuse too, I'm I'm very, very specific to them about when people do certain things. And I feel like we do have to have these conversations. But a big part of that is trusting your gut instinct and that even if an adult tells you to do something, if it doesn't feel right, trust what feels right. And that's a totally different conversation than anxiety or OCD. And so, and then give them solutions. You know, if you are in this situation, here are a couple of different ways that you can get out of that situation. And that's not what this episode is about, but I do want to end with that because I feel like these are important conversations that we want to have. And we don't want to not discuss these things just because our kids have anxiety or OCD. I don't want my kids to be more of a target or more at risk because I'm not having these conversations that can be scary or triggering because I don't want to upset them. I want them to have this information and I want to give them practical life-saving information of what to do in an emergency so that they can trust their gut, they can move quickly, and they can be safer. And so I think you'll find that 
His second book will help help you with that if you are interested in that. They're all books, but you can go and check them out. They're really good because I'm trying to think how old is this book? Well, it doesn't say here, but I know like I, I mean, it's probably like in the 80s, so, but still relevant today and still a really good book. So I hope that you found that helpful compared to the other things I talk about that are very skill oriented and very concrete. This was a philosophical conversation and um, a good one, a really good one, because I feel like we do need to teach our kids about their gut instinct and intuition and, and how those are really, really beautiful tools that we can tap into. And that anxiety and OCD will try to like sabotage that, but to not allow that to happen. So I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. Don't forget to hit a star on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher so that you can rate it. I do appreciate that. If you have a few extra seconds and you can leave a review, I appreciate that even more. So thank you for that. Um, I do like to end my show reading one of them. And so I will. And I want to thank Mitty1500, who wrote, so extremely helpful. This podcast has been a lifesaver. Without access on our island to an OCD therapist, I've had to do research myself as a parent to figure out how to help my child work through her OCD and manage it. I stumbled upon this podcast through a YouTube video, and I'm ever so grateful. I recommend it every chance I get. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I appreciate that you recommend it, and I appreciate you taking the time to write a review. And maybe if you write a review, I'll be reading yours next time. So don't forget to find the sparkle in everything you do. And I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. To get additional support raising a child with anxiety or OCD, visit Natasha's online school of on-demand classes at atparentingsurvivalschool.com. 